Good morning. Please join me in prayer. May the words from our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. This sermon series uh, that we've been uh, progressing on for uh, the last couple of weeks is about law and grace. We're going to talk about generosity today. The law says that a tithe is one-tenth or ten percent of your income. The grace, however, the change that comes about in your heart by giving, living in Jesus Christ. As part of the gospel of grace, God promises to bless us for our generous giving. These blessings are gifts of divine grace. God promises to bless us according to what we have done. For this year, as part of the giving emphasis, we stress first things first. That meant to give regularly, to set aside a portion for savings, seek to eliminate all credit card debt, and to establish a lifestyle based on 80% of our income. Simply speaking, first, give to God, second, pay yourself, and third, pay your bills. How do we live We're going to hear from four parishioners that will share part of their journey today towards generous living and giving. We would like to call up Angela Jones, Lori Rice, and Mary Glace. I hope in this testimony that you will hear this morning, you will be helpful to you as you move towards grace in giving. I'm going to ask a few questions to them. I'll start with Lori first. <laughs> what does Thanksgiving have to do with all of this? And how is it different from grudge giving, I have to, or duty giving, I ought to? Did you start doing this all at once? If not, what were the steps you took to get there? Well, for me, in the beginning, I'm kind of a newbie Christian, and I didn't start till in my 50s, so if any of you think that you're too old to start, you're not. For me, it was definitely duty giving in the beginning. I know when I started coming to church, I saw the plate being passed around, and I saw people dropping money in it, so I knew that I needed to do the same thing. But I would reach in my wallet, and just whatever was in there is what would go in the plate. Over time, I started feeling these things that were different within me, and I realized that maybe I should be giving a little bit more. Another misconception I had was that somehow or another the church was funded by some higher-up that I have no idea where that money came from, but I didn't think I was going to be part of paying for the staff, paying for training, paying for all the things that go on to having the church, even the electricity. I just didn't think I was going to be part of that. As far as starting all at once, I definitely did not. But when they had a campaign that was probably back in 2004, It was wonderful because they said, you do not have to jump in and feel like you have to do the 10% that day. They just encouraged you to try to be conscientious and increase your giving. So I did. I increased it. And as I increased it, I found that it didn't make any difference in my money. I always still had 
the same amount left over to pay everything I needed to pay. So finally, over the years, I was able to get up to 10%. And I was amazed because there were things that I got back that I never would have imagined. I had a deeper relationship with the Lord. I was able to contribute to other things that came along that I wasn't able to contribute to in the past. And it was just, it became grace-giving. Thank you, Lori. Mary, what happened in your life that made you decide to be generous towards the Lord and put him first? And how long ago was that? Um, becoming a generous giver was a journey for me, and it took some time. Uh, but it all came together uh, when we came to St. Paul's, and I enrolled in a Crown Ministries class in 1998. In that class, both my heart was changed and my mind was changed. Um, I got a biblical knowledge of what it meant to tithe. I knew what God was asking of me. I knew what I needed to do. Um, and so that was my mind change. That would be the law part of generous giving. I knew what I ought to do. But at the same time, my relationship with the Lord was growing in both Bible study and small group life. And I had a heart change. That would be the grace part of generous giving. I wanted to give. I really wanted to thank God for the ways that he had blessed my life in bringing our family to Somerville and um, bringing us to St. Paul's. I could see blessings every single day that I had not seen before. And I really did want to say thank you, Lord, and I wanted to give. Um, I wanted to also say, Lord, I trust you and I'm dependent upon you and not upon myself. So tithing was a logical way to do that. It wasn't an easy step. It was kind of a scary step to just step out and say, I'm going to do that. But in doing that, my relationship with the Lord grew. I knew I could trust him, not only in the small things, but in the big things. And he has proved faithful. So for me, that was a wonderful lesson. Thank you, Mary. Bucky, is this something new for you? Or have you been doing this for a while? Certainly not new. Um, I would just refer you to the Grace and Generosity Giving in today's bulletin. And I would just mention one other step that's not included here. Uh, there's no giving, and I started there. Uh, I got away from the Lord in my early days. I've come back. It was grudge giving, and then it was, well, okay, duty giving. I'm a duty guy. And then over time, my heart changed, as Mary said. And it became something that was important to do because it furthered the work of the Lord here in St. Paul's, Somerville. And I am doing what I'm doing today because of largely of the example that others in this parish have set. And I appreciate you all being good brothers and sisters in Christ. And I thank you very much for the opportunity. Angela, how, how does it... Angela, okay. How does it, uh, how does it, how does it feel to put God first in your financial priorities and what blessings are there in putting him first? Pay our bills first, uh, save second and give what's left over so that business of doing it first 
um, I don't think most of us spontaneously do that. It is a process, as everyone else has, has mentioned. But it takes a lot of trust to, to give the first fruits, uh, a trust that you'll have enough to meet your, your needs. And like a lot of biblical principles, um, we have to test them. We just don't have blind faith. But, but when we do experience this over time, uh, we realize, hey, this, this really is uh, the way God meant for us to live. Lori, what would you say to someone who wanted to become a 10% giver to God? And how would you tell them to start? Or how would you tell them to do it? First off, I would say definitely pray about it. And second, and this is a plug for Financial Peace University, Mary mentioned Crown Ministries. When I started getting on board, it was Financial Peace University. I took that through another church. I was very much in debt. I had house debt, credit card debt, and I went through that course, and it was fantastic. It was entertaining. It gave us the tools because it's hard to figure out how to manage a budget, and you're going to give 10% to the Lord. Financial Peace University gave me the tools. I stuck with it. I went through it probably five times as a facilitator. I saw it in action, and I saw it work. So I, the first step I would say to anybody, if you have not done it, is enroll in Financial Peace University. Mary, what are some of the benefits you can point to as a result of letting God prioritize your finances? Well, I wish that Dean and I had been in a church in the first half of our marriage that stressed generous giving and gave us the tools to learn how to let God handle our finances rather than us. It would have really saved a lot of arguments and some really just plain dumb choices about how we handled our finances. Um, But as we began to let God handle our money and we trusted him more, um, we found that we were able to make wiser decisions about how we spent and how we saved and how we gave. Uh, One of those examples would be in the area of spending. I found that once I knew that God owned everything and that everything I had was his, it really allowed us to let go of the stronghold that money had. So when I would go to spend, I would sometimes ask myself, Lord, is this how you would have me spend your money? And uh, I felt the Holy Spirit really did guide me. Sometimes it was, yes, it's okay. Sometimes it was, no. Sometimes it was, I want you to wait and think about this purchase. Um, So that was very helpful to me um, in doing that. And another way that it was helpful is that in changing our priorities, we had more in savings. So when an opportunity came to give beyond what we were regularly doing, it was exciting to me to say, I can do something about that. Maybe it wasn't in a big way. Maybe it was a small way. But if I could write a check, do a little bit to help the team go to Honduras or to Haiti, if I could help Jeff Jacobs be a missionary in Africa, I wanted to do that. Uh, And it became easier, and I found that to be a blessing. So I would say in letting God reorder our finances that it helped our marriage, that it changed the way I spend, and that it blessed me in being able to be a more generous giver. And um, that's been a real blessing to us and to our family. Bucky, 
Where your treasure is, there is your heart. Has the Lord used giving to bring you closer to him? And in what way? Well, I probably can't even begin to enumerate the ways that has occurred for me. Uh, but uh, tithing really covers three things, I think. Time, talent, and money. Um, sometimes we stop at the money part, and uh, that's unfortunate because in each, each and every one of us has so much more to give back. Uh, and God's grace has given us those things. And our job here is, is to use those for the benefit of the kingdom. And the blessing for it all, encompassing all the things that Mary and Lauren have said, is simply that you live in such peace in your own heart, having had the opportunity to, to, to do that. And uh, I think that's what it's been for me. Giving up control of something you thought was yours at one point, never was, took you a while to figure it out, and now you're giving it back to who gave it to you. It is really a wonderful feeling. Thank you, Bucky. And finally, uh, Angela, what is the toughest part of prioritizing your finances by making him first on the list? If you're not spontaneously a believer, uh, if it takes you uh, some life experience to get to that point, it's all right. Um, But to give first um, is to be free, really. It's a simple. I would like to thank you all for sharing your journeys with us today. (laughs) And in closing, I have two script. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 7. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your own heart how much you should give. Don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves the person who gives cheerfully. And Romans 8, 2. For the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. Amen.